Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of The Trevor Olsen Show, episode number sexy. No, episode, episode number 60. <coughs> oh, my God. <coughs> there we go. Good start to the show. Nice little uh, asthmatic attack. Woo! <laughs> Getting to it. Episode number 60. What's the date? Wednesday, May 12th, 2021. I am your host for the evening, your recovering host for the afternoon, for the day, for the morning, for the night. Trevor Olson, good to be here. It's a pleasure. Wow, that was funny. <laughs> I'm feeling much better than I was. I was pretty sick last week. I was sick from, I, you know, it was it was a cold, but it was a really bad cold. It was almost like, it was probably wasn't a flu. I don't know if I ever had a fever or anything like that, but... I didn't do anything Thursday or Friday. I just laid around. I talked last, I think, Saturday on the podcast on Patreon. Go sign up. Uh, Patreon.com slash Trevor Olson. I talked about how I was watching Scarface and Rain Man and Rango. Because Rango fits in with Scarface and Rain Man, right? As, as in, are the archetypal classics. So uh, I didn't do much. Stayed home from uh, the gym on Saturday as well. I was supposed to train. Didn't do that. Got back in on Monday, was feeling pretty good. Still taking some medication, just, you know, the old cocaine. No cocaine. I didn't, all I've been taking is like a, a nasal decongestant for like the pressure. You might notice I have noticed, <laughs> past tense, you might notice rather, how I have a slightly nasally tone. I really like it. I think it, it, it makes me sound... Um, more more sophisticated, more intelligent, more cerebral. Um, no. I'm getting better, which is good. And I went to work Monday, which was great. Always, well, it's funny. I can say went to work. I haven't, I haven't, had, I haven't had a job in five years. No, I, I'm, uh, you know, training at Anytime Fitness, doing that. That was good. Uh, full day yesterday. Had a little, had a great time doing some, uh, some radio interviews, which gave me the illusion that yes, the music industry still, still exists. And then I am in fact still in the business. And so, uh, I was up bright and early. It was in Escanaba. Uh, I left here in Iron Mountain. I left here. I was up at six out the door by seven. And then I got to Escanaba. There, there was a time difference there in between. So I had a radio interview with uh, TJ at 97.1 WGLQ. 97.1 with TJ. And I brought along my friend, good friend Kevin Chown. Uh, it's just more fun. Uh, I love Kevin. And he is, uh, he, he lives in Escanaba. And so uh, we're catching up on, on lost time that we experienced in the pandemic. So it's, it's nice to be able to see him. I've, I've been seeing him kind of more frequently as of late, which has been great because we didn't see each other so much throughout the, throughout the year. It's, it's amazing how many relationships ended due to COVID. And we, Kevin and I were just discussing yesterday, I'll get back to the interviews, how I think for me, like definitionally, COVID could be described as this force that shattered everything fragile. So, I mean, if you had fragile health, you know, core, core how do you say that? Core morbidities, something more, morbidity. Um, it, it, it shattered anything fragile, fragile health, fragile relationships, fragile career beginnings, fragile businesses. It just wiped out anything that wasn't already, that ha hadn't already solidified. Um, and that's kind of, that's kind of, uh, I like that, that describing it like that. I think it sounds nice, sounds thoughtful, and uh, it was my own idea. So, 
So we did some interviews, 9.15 a.m. with TJ, and then uh, 10, 10 o'clock with uh, Craig Warple. And uh, so I filmed the I filmed the interviews as well on uh, on my device. This fucking thing I can't get rid of. Ah, oh, we're all addicted to me. I can't speak for you. I, I I need to spend less time on my phone. I don't even spend. Like, I try to be very cognizant of the time that I spend on my phone, and yet it still just sucks me in all the time. It's usually with podcasts, though, so that's my excuse. I'm like, well, sure, I'm on it like five hours a day, but I'm learning things. But the radio interviews were great, and like I said, it sort of gave me, the illusion's not the right word, but it, it reminded me, like, ah, oh, yes, I do music. Um, and it was it was quite in, oh, I got shit popping up, damn it. Sorry. Um, it was just nice. I really enjoyed it. It made it reminded me of uh, of, of the music industry that uh that formerly i was partaking in i've got some i'm starting to get messages about doing gigs um i haven't even said yes to one yet because i i'm like nervous to do a show if i'm being honest uh, i am also wanting to perform a whole new show so i've got a lot of work to do so um yes for the 80th time the radio interviews were fun great to see kevin and then uh headed headed on over went on over to the old Anytime Fitness in Escanaba did four classes yesterday. That's uh, that's my record so far, folks. Best for me. Um, and so got my clients. I had a client at 11, a client at like 1.30, and then a class at 5.15, a class at 6. Went great. Enjoyed it. I'm still enjoying it, which is good. I'd hope so, Trevor. You're five weeks in. You can't puss out now. No, it's great. I'm digging it. Um, yeah, so... Uh, all is well. All is all is well. Did you buy Dogecoin? Did you watch Elon Musk on SNL? Let's talk about it. Not really, because I didn't watch it. Anyway, it's sunny out here in the Upper Peninsula. All the, the trees are budding, my friends. The trees are budding. The sun is shining, and things are warming up, and it's quite quite lovely. I popped over to uh, my sister's last night. It was nice. We caught up. We were hanging out. I got there at like eight. I'm at like a full day of work, guys. I uh, it's like I have a job. I was there from like eleven till seven forty-five. <laughs> well, really, wow, Trevor, your back really must be breaking over that weight. People, I, when I talk to people who are working, like oh, they they're just doing like tens or twelves or. And they do it regularly, and they're like, I love that overtime pay. I'm like, I don't think I would love it that much. Like, I love I love working hard. But for me, it's like I, I have to be doing – if it's not something I love doing, I'm like, while I'm doing it – and maybe my mindset would ch- be is slightly different now because I think when I was younger, I would, I would, I would conceptualize um, jobs as trivial, as like jobs I didn't like. And so I would, I would conceptualize their triviality, but maybe that wasn't the right way of looking at it. It probably wasn't. In fact, I'm sure it wasn't. So even something as simple as cleaning someplace, like cleaning, in my case, the gym, keep, you know, just if I'm wiping down the weight room or doing something like that, in my head, I'm going, I am part of a large, larger machine. And I am, I am one of the people that is maintaining this gym that hundreds of people come to throughout the week for their health. So it's like, it's, it's like you're, you're, it's the idea, like every, everything that you do matters. 
and it really is uh it's a much better battle it's a much better alternative to the idea to the nihilistic uh worldview of nothing matters at all so let's just fuck off and then when that doesn't work we'll just kill ourselves just kidding well most people don't i wonder what percentage of people commit suicide let's see what like one how many people what's the percentage of people who commit suicide let's see if there's a number um uh, the age-adjusted su age-adjusted suicide rate in 2019 was 13.93 per 100,000 individuals okay so at 14 out of every 100,000 the most suicidal countries I can't say them uh <laughs> like guy how do you jeez Guyana Guyana Lizoth Lizotho and Russia. All right, let's not talk about suicide. But it's incredible how, uh, for the most part, I mean, most of us, most everybody knows somebody who's committed committed suicide, and and uh, suicide's difficult. You know, I've talked about my friend Jake, who he committed suicide, and uh, it's it's uncomfortable to discuss. It's maybe not uncomfortable is not the right word, but it's it's a it's a heavily it's a it's 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 it how many <laughs> it's very emotional to talk about suicide especially when it has directly affected you but it's very i think it's i think it's important to discuss through and talk about it and i actually kind of have been realizing i might be wrong but um maybe i feel like maybe i haven't fully even like processed his death uh as as a traumatic event i'm not sure because you know, I we talked about it a good bit at the funeral, but it's like I feel like that's I'm realizing as I'm older because he died when I was, oh, I was 22 or three, I think I'm something like that, 25 now, um, and for a long time I just like shoved it out of my mind, and I don't know if I've fully like dealt with it uh, in in a healthy way. I think I've tried. I've tried to deal with it in a healthy way. I've always tried to deal with any sort of pain in a productive way i just don't know if i've fully processed it do you fully process when someone dies someone close to you dies i mean i think you process it but then it's like how do you go on what how do you act moving forward like are you i just don't know i don't know you know i've only ever had this one experience thank god it was just the one but you know lord willing no one else close to me does that or you know anybody in general does that but um it's it's incredible that though the world we live in can be so painful and so awful that people find it the alternative better of not existing it's a heavy statement um and it's it's a part of the part of a part of uh, life and you know unfortunately but Anyhow, I just realized I should probably, well, I mean, if I was, like, to really do it pro properly and professionally, I would, like, talk to someone, you know, uh, like a licensed therapist. Uh, even, like, I was talking to my friend Zach about it when I was in Minneapolis in March. Uh, March is back there. In March when I was there. And we talked about it briefly, 
and then we kind of got interrupted just by people people showing up and stuff like that but even he was just like yeah we should you know we should talk about this more sometimes so i feel like maybe even he and i can't speak for him but maybe even like he uh would enjoy talking about it more like i don't know it's because it's just it's a heavy subject and a lot of people just like shy away from it they're like oh let's just pretend it didn't happen and life goes on and it's like no no no, you got to deal with that shit you got to work through that and uh i have worked through it for the most part but i think there's probably still some leftover leftover pain there obviously but um i don't know i don't know exactly how i could approach it apart from like therapy and then there's like uh not so much anymore but the idea of like oh i'm in therapy I don't know. I, I, I'm an advocator for it. I've never been in therapy, but I just, I, I've heard anecdotally that it's obviously quite good and it's, it's become much more universally accepted. I think people used to look at it like shamefully, uh, like it's almost like you should be ashamed that you're in therapy or you should, you should be embarrassed by the fact that you are in therapy or something like that. But I don't think that's, that's the universal way of looking at it anymore, which is good because I don't think that's very helpful. Um, so yeah I don't know I don't know I don't know exactly how to deal with it and it was three years ago and it's not like it's always on my mind or anything like that but but just in hindsight I was just the other day I was thinking about it I was like hmm like I don't know if I've ever fully dealt with that so how does one know if you fully dealt with the death of a friend I'm not entirely sure I don't have the answer on a lighter note uh, I bought a, tea, a, a teeth whitening kit <laughs> from today's video sponsor. What are they called? Um, I don't know if... I think they're called like snow teeth. Is this the one I ordered? Let's find out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I ordered a, a snow teeth whitening kit. I've heard good things and we'll find out. How do my teeth look? They're looking ah, pretty good. Pretty good. That could be the thumbnail. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, no, I just I look at my teeth and I feel like they're getting a little they're getting a little stained, you know, with 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 time, with age, with all the cigarettes and the coffee and the heroin. Does heroin affect your teeth? The meth. Uh, no, just the I don't know, probably just coffee and life. I don't know. I don't know. They're like I get uh, thankfully, which is nice. I got a, I even got a compliment last week on my on my teeth, which was I was like, "Oh, that's nice." But I look at my teeth and I was like, "Oh, I feel like they're yellow, like turning yellow." And I just I you ever see those people? Like I have an old teacher, Mrs. Kriegel, uh from like 6th grade, like an old old teacher from um from back then. And uh, she, she's always had the whitest teeth. And I've like pointed it out to her probably multiple times over the year. And I'm sure she's heard it many times. And I'm just like, do you whiten your teeth? Like, what are you, what are you doing to your teeth? Are you just like wiping snow on them? And uh, yeah, because that would really work. Trevor, that makes sense. And she's like, no, I just brush and floss. So some people just have really white teeth. Uh, I don't know exactly why that is. Maybe just genetics in general. It's like some people look a certain way, some people uh, have a, a, a different weight, some people are naturally going to be heavier, naturally going to be skinny, uh, whatever it may be. Some people just got the, the pearly whites. Um, I have decent teeth, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to whiten them, and hopefully, I pray to God, uh, it doesn't hurt my teeth. And I, I say that because I, I tried Crest whitening strips one time, 
and I don't think I will ever use it again because I put them on and the shooting pain for whatever reason that I had in, in a tooth without exaggeration literally dropped me to the floor like I fell down onto my knees in pain and agony and it was just it was really short-lived but it was like a hyper intense nerve pain in one of my teeth and it was so unpleasant I just took that shit off and I was like I don't I'll have fucking black teeth before I do that again but I bought this teeth whitening kit and it's it's supposed to be the best out there that's relatively affordable I think it was like a hundred and fifty dollars and um so I mean it's it's not like it's like a few thousand dollars you know I maybe in the future if I really wanted to I get my teeth professionally whitened I don't care that much yet um I was also I'd almost like to get Invisalign for my bottom row and like straighten them out because fortunately I have a massive overbite and big front chompers and uh, it just covers it right up. But take a look. There we go. Just a little crooked. Just a little crooked. Um, I'm not insecure about my teeth, which is nice. Apart from maybe just the fact that, like, like I said, I think maybe they're, I'd like them to be a little whiter, I suppose. It sounds, you know, uh, what's the word? Uh, narcissistic is too strong. It sounds like self-masturbatory. Uh, That's not the right word either. <laughs> um, no, it sounds like, oh, great, Trevor, you want white teeth? No one cares. But there's something to be said about uh, your smile. And I'm not going to use any old bullshit, like, business cliches, like, oh, lighten up, brighten up people's day with a smile, you know, smile when you're on the phone, people can hear a smile, you can hear that shit, like, I get it, yes, but I just, like, for, for personal reasons, like, I just want to have, you just want to feel confident, that's all, you just don't want to be insecure about your teeth, and, like, I feel if you have some, you know, some messed up, you got a messed up grill going on in there, that you're self-conscious about if you don't care then don't worry about it but i mean um i mean if you want to like having a nice i watched a woman there was a woman um i watched a woman i know a woman who had terrible terrible teeth lost almost all of them and i always wondered that about about people who had like no teeth i'm like what happened like did you i just feel like if you brush and floss like they stick around i could be wrong but like you just like smashing your face off shit like what what are you doing but uh she got she had her her whole new like got it all done and they can do teeth nice they can they've got it figured out they've uh they figured out the teeth for sure and uh, she looks great and she smiles more and she she looks she does she looks fantastic so a smile it really is like the first thing you you noticed and you you notice and see on a person is uh, is their smile, and, um, that's, it's, uh, I don't know, I just, I just letting you guys know, I got a white teeth kit coming, and I'm excited about it, I've also begun to practice the old finger, finger banging gang, no, <laughs> the old finger, uh, what am I trying to say, finger picking chops, I'm working on my finger banging chops, <laughs> finger picking chops uh check this out i posted this on instagram the other day but oh here you go mess up
up my soul in hopes that it would grow. What song is this? Let's find out. It's called Made For You. I wrote it a long time ago. I'll play you guys a little section of it. Get, get ready for it. I opened up my heart and you walked right in. Would you stay a little while? I might be a little rusty, I've yet to be so lucky in what feels like the longest time. It's actually in a different key and everything, but um, I know, I know. It's pretty. It's a beautiful song. <laughs> um, but it's been fun to like. I was listening back to it, and honestly, like this, this uh, pattern here, the the. Uh, I heard that and I was like, I don't know how I play that at all. <laughs> it's like, I don't remember how I did that. And uh, so I had fun. Like, I learned it. I relearned it uh, quickly. It comes back quick. Uh, you know, when you've been playing for qu uh, a number of years. Uh, it's amazing how quickly things come back. Like, I, I'll learn a song and then I, I, I'll, I can, like, totally forget it if I haven't played it in a long time. Like, I haven't played that in, like, since 2017 probably. And uh, came back after just a... Uh, a handful of minutes, a handful of uh, of trial, trial and error. But things come back. It's the old muscle, muscle memory, muscle memory. I'm trying to figure out what next, what song to release next. Uh, I've got the two out, um, and I've got, I've got. I listened to the album yesterday, and fortunately. I listened to it and I was like, I really like it. So I hadn't listened to the album that I made in quite a while, but I listened to the album as a whole again. Excuse me, and uh, I was really, I'm really satisfied with it. So which which really makes me quite happy. Um, and I, we talk about that briefly in the interviews. So I'm gonna release the footage of the interviews. Uh, there's, a, there's a section uh, I might like post up as a little clip, but where Craig uh, Craig messes up in the interview. He's playing one of my old songs called Own Love, and he, he's like leading into the interview, and he, it's, it's a recorded interview, and so he thinks the song is ending, so he's like, that's Trevor Olsen with Own Love, and then we just sit in silence, because he, he's waiting for the ending to come, and we sit for like 12 seconds, <laughs> and, and it's all, I captured it all on footage, and he goes, oh, damn it. And I just, like, the way he says it, and, like, he's like, oh, shit. Well, I think I said, oh, shit, as a joke. But, I mean, it was just, it was funny. It was really funny. And then he was telling a story about how he, uh, how he did the same thing that morning. And he was like, damn, wrong song. And the, the way he said it just cracked me up. I don't know. We just were, we were laughing and having a good time. So, it was quite nice. Quite nice to, of them, of both Craig and TJ, thank you, gentlemen, uh, you're probably not listening to this because you'd have to be 23 minutes in. And I just don't think you're that committed. Uh, <laughs> uh, I appreciate TJ uh, and Craig both playing my music, especially TJ for a long time. He was the first guy who ever, he was the first guy who started playing my song Michigan on the radio. Like he was the first one who really started playing my music on the radio. And uh, that meant a lot. That was a big deal for me. And that reached like a large number of people. And 
when he started doing that, like I, there was a lot more people that started to follow me online, especially on YouTube, or at least listen to the track on YouTube. The numbers really went up quite a bit. Um, I think that song's been that's been something, played something like it's not all about the numbers, but it's still neat. Uh, I know it has like ten thousand, eleven thousand plays on Spotify, thirteen thousand on YouTube, so thirteen thousand, twenty, twenty, thirty thousand times. So that's cool. I appreciate the fact that people people like it. Um, it's also like the the one song that like people really recognize me for, I suppose. Um, when if people go. If people mention usually any song, it's Michigan, which makes sense because um, we're living in the UP. I was just right in front of me, which makes sense, guys. It really does. It makes lots of sense. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I didn't expect that song to, uh, I never really expect my songs. You just, you don't know what a song is going to do. How about that? Like Michigan was the first song that people started to kind of dig um all over again was the first song that ever got on like a big playlist with over a million plays on youtube um you know my song vulnerables that's the well one of the first songs that a record label picked up um (laughs) hilarious by the way too with record labels and stuff like that so my song my vulnerable i wrote the song I, i did the vocals uh my friend cohen Cohen Fagan and Harold Marin, I think is how you say them, both in different places around the world, one in Mexico, one in Denmark, I can never remember, I don't know, sorry, Cohen, um, he, I don't know where he's at, <laughs> um, they were, like, the song's on a label, so it's been pushed by a label, so it's been played, like, 50, 60,000 times on Spotify, 15,000 times on YouTube, so I mean, it's getting out there, and people are using it and liking it, which is cool. But they sent me like an email the other day and it said something along the lines of royalty, like royalties, like how much money we've made off of it. And I clicked on it and it said something like negative $10 because Cohen paid somebody, I think, to make the cover art. <laughs> and I was like, fucking typical fucking record labels. How much money did we make, guys? Oh, you lost money. You owe us money. <laughs> So I don't have that much experience with record labels, but I just know that many of them can be very nefarious, and it usually doesn't end well for the artist, usually, most often. At least that's the story. That's the classic narrative that everybody knows. It's the classic narrative of the musicians getting fucked over by the managers or the, or the record label or whatever, you know, whoever it may be. The musician makes the art, does all the hard work, plays the shows, and then they just get fucked. That's the, that's the story of musicians. Um, so it was just, it just cracked me up. I was like, oh, the song's been played like 75,000 times. I was like, this is some money. I know it's not going to be much. I know how the numbers, numbers work. I was like, still, but out of curiosity, I was like, oh, check and see. And they're like, you owe us $10. <laughs> Negative money. Oh, great. Thanks. Glad I'm, uh, no wonder I'm living at home in the fucking basement. <laughs> I'm excited to move out, you guys. I'm I, I've, I'm formulating a game plan in my head. You know, I've I've, I've got the money now, and um, at this point, I'm just I'm just being a I'm just being a bum. No, that's not the right word. I'm just uh, I'm just mooching. I'm mooching. That's all. I'm really really taking advantage of the fact that my parents are allowing me to live here. You know, so. 
but it's fine. No, I, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get my own place. I'm, I'm ready to get my own place. And, and, you know, it took me to be, took me to 25. You know, I did move out, remember, at 18. Um, I, I was out for a couple years, but so I've been back for the last five and for the last four, I, I really enjoyed being at home. And I didn't, I didn't necessarily even feel like I needed to move out. And I was like, oh, this is fine. But now in the last year, I'm like, oh yeah, I got to move out. I need my own space. I need my own place. So, um, so I'm just listening to that, that internal, those internal intuitions, you know, that's what I, that's why I went on that trip, you know, that was kind of calling me. And now I feel like, hey, I'm ready for my own place. So um, probably at some point this year, I probably should make a plan for sure. Um, I'll be 26 in August. So I gotta get, I gotta, I can't be living here at 26. Come on, come on. I can't get fucking late if I'm sitting here at 26. It's a logistics problem. All right, my parents don't want me banging here, uh, and that is a true statement, which is hilarious. I remember my dad one day pulling me aside, son. Uh, we don't want you to have sex here anymore. Why, uh, why, dad? Uh, it makes your mother and I uncomfortable. <laughs> I felt so awkward. I was like, oh my god. Now my father's hampering my sex life. No, but. It's just, I just need my own space. That's all. I'll get my first little starter home. I'm not expecting anything uh, fancy, nor do I want, nor do I want really or need. I mean, I guess I, everybody wants something, I suppose. But I, I recognize, like, I don't need, like, a brand new car. I don't need a brand new house to be happy. That's that's really not me. It's never been me. Um, like I said, I have a few nice things. I have a nice jacket and watch and shit like that and as soon as i got those they're nice and i'll have them forever but i was like oh yeah this doesn't uh this does can't buy happiness but just having my own place that'll be cool so all right friends hope you enjoyed the show keep doing your thing uh if you'd like to sign up on patreon gain access to a bunch more podcasts that i do every saturday only on Patreon. It's like five bucks a month or more if you want. It's also the best way to directly support me. And uh, and then, of course, buying the, buying all the tracks on iTunes as well. That's the other ideal way that you can support me. So, uh, And share, with, share all this with a friend. Tell your friends. All right. Keep doing your thing. Come train with me at Anytime Fitness <clears throat> in Iron Mountain or Escanaba. Uh, just uh, shoot me a message. We'll schedule. We'll get you in. I, I t- I'm teaching uh mondays and wednesdays at mondays wednesdays and saturdays in iron mountain and tuesdays in escanaba so uh feel free to come train with me a lot of people were telling me before i even was a trainer they're like i want i want you as a trainer and i'm like there's legal issues i can't train you nor do i have the time but now uh, you can come and i can do it legally and uh and I'll, i'll i'll put up with your shit all right guys we'll see all of you on saturday Have a great rest of your week. Keep working hard. Keep doing your thing. And we'll see you later.